You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome to Enemy of My Enemy. I'm Hody Johns. I am here with Lou Tattoos. Ludwig Von Tattoo herself. Lou Tattoo (laughs) uh, is here and she, uh, we're going to talk about, it's just the two of us. um, And I know maybe disappointment because it's like, I wanted three perspectives, but you got somebody who is, we got two different uh, feelings about the same topic. So it'll be a good one. Um, We're going to, we're talking, Lou and I are both, christians as some of you have heard on earlier episodes before this is going to be talking about the he gets us ads um obviously there's a political angle to this because everything is politics on the planet earth these days you can't have a normal opinion like liking ice cream without being that being political but is this going to be a more theological episode yes it will be so if you are looking for one of our more secular episodes we got one coming up on tuesday about uh ukraine and russia and potential um peace arrangements there so please feel free to join us for that one that's coming up on tuesday i don't want to draw you away i do feel this is going to be a fascinating episode but at the same time i don't want to lie about what you're in for this is a personal one for me this is one i am interested in perhaps more so than you are. So thanks so much uh, if you are here. Thank you, Facebook user. Hello yourself. We will be taking questions and comments from the audience as always. So um, I'm going to start off here. So the He Gets Us campaign started almost exactly a year ago um, with small, short ads. Um, I'm just going to fire off some uh, some quick info right now. It's by the ads were done by the guy who does like focus on the family advertisements and stuff. I don't know much about him, but I guess he's the one that decided to do a bunch of the ads. They say very little. They are generally a lot of pictures and they end with a very open ended message, usually something about Christ wants us to behave like children or Christ loves us all. He gets us. The end. Jesus was an immigrant, too. He gets us. You know, Jesus struggled to make make ends, too. He gets us. And then it became a whole situation. Now, for the longest time, until actually the Super Bowl, uh, which is why this is going around, uh, they didn't have an agenda on the website. And it was just very open-ended. Nobody kind of knew. It was very disorganized, or at least it seemed that way on the outside. Of course, nothing ever is. But, you know, we were just kind of like, I don't know what's going on. It's just kind of like Jesus is cool. And I'm like, okay. And then they finally, um, they did two super, two different Super Bowl ads. Um, spent a couple milskis on those. And one had a, it said behave like children. The other one said Jesus loves his enemies too. 
Um, in the one that said Jesus loves his enemies too, there are depictions of trans individuals. There's gay couples. There's people that are angry. There's people that are fighting against cops. There's people throwing rocks. You know, and just basically saying like, hey, you know, Jesus, I think it said actually Jesus loves the people you hate or, you know, that we hate. And uh, I uh, on, and that's as far as their funding goes, it is funded through this is something I did want to do at least a little research, because obviously that could cause us to be a, a little weary of, of who's funding them. It's funded through the Servant Foundation, which is something kind of like GoFundMe for religious groups. Um, they have funded right-wing groups before, like Alliance Defending Freedom. They've also founded, funded left-wing Christian groups before and non-denominational churches. Um, are, because Christianity tends, tends to be more right-wing, have more things been funded through the Servant Foundation than not? Yeah. Uh, but they've done both. It's very similar to like a Kickstarter. You could donate yourself to this very campaign if you would like to through the servant foundation so that's kind of a collective that they've got now as far as the advertisements and aside from us knowing for a fact that the focus on the family guy did them they actually do not have authors on their articles so i could not tell you hey this guy is a right winger or this guy is a uh left winger you know i do I could tell you very little about these people because their articles actually have very little behind them. Some of the funders that we have known this, uh, that, that have be decided to make themselves public because ultimately when you put money into a GoFundMe, it's their money and it's not yours anymore. Uh, are some of the people uh, do have problematic histories. The Hobby Lobby dude is on the list. And I assume Lou and I equally do not like him very much. Um, as well as some others. So why would they lend their money to something that is going to be inclusive of gay people or LGBTQ individuals? That doesn't seem right. Now, maybe they are up to something. My personal feeling on these ads is that this is something Christianity has been missing out on a very long time and that this is a long time coming. I and several of my friends have had fallings out with the church and sometimes faith entirely because we had one example of what we, we were told Jesus was, and that was an inaccurate depiction of who Jesus was. And this radical love, this radical embrace of these backgrounds don't matter. That law is hurtful and bigoted. I'm throwing it out. I mean, these are the Jesus on three occasions throws out bad laws. It's written. He ignores it anyway for the sake of love. These are great things. And I think that it has started a conversation that I find to just be, I, I find it's necessary. Um, a lot of the far right and far left, not to be dismissive of Lou and her normal left leanings, um, but don't like the ad. Uh, AOC specifically called it, uh, said it made fascism look benign. Um, and then there are, of course, the right wing groups that are like, how dare you put that they like him, that Jesus liked immigrants, like, you know, that Jesus, you know, would have loved gay people. Like that was never part of his theology or something like that. I have friends that said, I would have liked the ad if they said, yeah, we love those people, but we call them to repentance and to change and to reject their lifestyles. And so I find myself, of course, in the middle of those two <laughs> being like, this is what I wanted 
the whole time, right? Like this is something that I think, I'm sorry, lefties, you need to have a reckoning that Jesus wasn't, Jesus does not equal ethno-nationalism. Jesus does not equal fascism. If you try to find a church link from the He Gets His website, it actually asks, are you guys here trying to promote a certain church? You get a one-word answer, no, and there are no links. In fact, this is something that has made the right-wingers also pretty upset because it's not sending people back to church. Church membership, is, uh, this is a study that was just released. I uh, talked about it on my, my page, but it is down to 47%. And in 2020, church membership was at like over 80% and it had been over like 80% for something like like 100 years or since they started conducting the survey. So churches are becoming vacated. And if this is not bringing people back to church, then what the heck are they doing? Now, obviously, is it worth that amount of money to save somebody's soul? Yes, of course. Does Jesus defend spending money to promote the gospel? Yes, it's in 1 Corinthians, you know. Now, you can't sell Jesus, but you can promote Jesus, and there is a difference between those two there. And obviously, when you're using a an ad campaign, that's going to be something that that's going to be a fine line that's a bit difficult to walk. That being said, I love the I love what this has brought up. I love the conversations that are happening right now because people are realizing that there's an, a lot of people don't know about Jesus as, as an immigrant. And a lot of people don't know that you can love a gay person without casting them out. A lot of people think that, Je you know, that Jesus is some kind of nationalist figure. One of the things that you get, in fact, the very first thing when you click on their agenda, he gets us has an agenda. They released it during the Super Bowl. What's the first sentence say? How did the story of a man who taught and practiced unconditional love become associated with hatred and oppression for so many people? And it goes on to talk a, a lot more about that. Now, these are generic Jesus things, right? And it's, uh, again, because there's no names on here, I couldn't tell you. I can't dig up dirt on these people to tell you if they have a hidden agenda. But as far as what the message is, I think it is spot on. I think it's... I think I love that it's general. I love that it's non-specific because I do think that it, our personal relationship with Christ supersedes everything, you know. And so I think that it it gives us an encouragement to examine these things for ourselves, as opposed to saying, "Take our word for it." We're the authorities. I've, I'm glad they've opted to remain nameless. I think that that's a good angle there. Uh, get rid of yourself. Um, that being said, might they be remaining nameless because then all of a sudden we're going to find out that this is a whole shtick conducted by focus on the family to drive you into hobby lobby stores and supporting you know the same right-wing christianity that you have for the past hundred years maybe is this you know and that would that would suck at the same time they've put off some messages already that are making a lot of people very angry that believe those things so it would be a weird way to go about it to show like loving trans people and gay people in your ad to go from that to be like, now let's go hate on the gays all over again. Right? Like that, that's just kind of a, a weird step to take. I love the ads and I guess that's where I will turn it over to Lou and why she doesn't like the ads and why that's a super big deal. Go ahead, Lou. I will say um, at first, the first time I ever saw one, like I hadn't heard anything about these ads, knew nothing about them. And I just saw one pop up on like a YouTube video or something. And I was kind of taken aback because I was like, oh, oh, 
all right, like finally some Christians saying something that makes sense to me. Um, and I was, I was a fan for like five whole minutes. <laughs> um, and a lot of really what it comes down to for me is the surface level message. I still do agree with, um, but I get a very wolf in sheep's clothing vibe when you start to do a deeper dive on this and, and you've covered a lot of it, the servant foundation. Um, yeah. And I think it even kind of goes, speaks to it a little bit just in your um, quick rundown of it, talking about how things that the Servant Foundation has funded, and we can list a lot of specifics um, like anti-LGBTQ legislation, uh, things like that, um, denying uh, contraception, like workplaces denying contraception to their workers, these sort of very right-wing ideals, um, they have funded, backed, or their partners have backed, like, uh, what's David Green. So, but on the, you know, well, they've also funded some lefter stuff, like, there's, but when you really compare the two, and I think that really just speaks to the general population of the, or, you know, the dynamics, the demographics of the general Christian population, right? You're going to have more right than left. Um, I think a lot of us on the left who are may classify ourselves as more the deconstructed Christians. I still, to this day, like I have a hard time even wearing the name Christian because it is so tainted um, with yeah. what Western evangelicals have done with it. Just completely bastardized what I was taught was exactly this message, right? Just love. And I do find it funny, you know, so coming from my perspective, it does feel like a try-hard attempt to reclaim the deconstructed. Because I do know that over the last couple of years, um, that has been a big talking point among evangelicals trying to re-reach out to deconstructed or deconstructing Christians. And a lot of times you'll see those more pointed, almost hateful messages, you know, that, oh, we let the devil get a hold of us and things like that. And this feels like, as someone who's been in marketing forever, like they sat around a conference room table and was like, okay, we've tried to beat them over the head with the Bible and tell them how bad they are and they're going to hell. And that's not working. So you know, let's come up with a plan to reel them back in. And on the surface, it looks very pretty. It says all the right things. Um, but when you really start to dig deep into the root of this, it comes back to those same right-wing ideologues and you follow the money. <laughs> and that's where I have a really hard time with this. Um, and I, I do think that the fact that their website does not point to any particular church or anything like that, it's kind of a double-edged sword. Like I agree in some sense that it's more of a, you know, you figure it out for yourself. Like we just want to remind people that, you know, this is supposed to be about love, but at the same time, it's almost covering their ass a little bit in the sense that they're not going to put, you know, Westboro Baptist Church on there. I mean, that's obviously an extreme example, but um, I just, 
I don't know. It feels a little too safe, a little too guarded, a little wolf in sheep's clothing is the only term that like that phrase keeps coming to mind. And one of the lines that like really hit me was the, he loves who we hate. Right. And I like that on the surface, but when you look back at where like that original quote came from David Green and knowing his history, I just have a hard time. It's like, you said the words out loud, but you're not practicing it. And it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, and a lot of these groups, there's one connection, and I'm still trying to find all the pieces here, but it really comes back to the 1974, and I'm going to butcher this word, Luzanne Covenant. Um, which was, their big thing was, you know, they talked about the idolatry of disordered sexuality, and they really lobbied and had legislative groups pushing for anti-LGBTQ legislation and education, and they're also, um, you know, these same groups are trying to, you know, rally against critical race theory and things like this, they're completely misinformed on the topic or misrepresenting. I won't, I don't want to say they're misinformed. They're intentionally misrepresenting a lot of these topics. Um, so I just, I kind of feel duped as someone who is deconstructed and I have no, no love for the church anymore. Um, I, I do, I feel duped because they said exactly what I wanted to hear. And then they left it vague enough and had me questioning like, okay, maybe things are going to turn around. Maybe more people are sick. No, it, there's, that's part of it to me is there's no follow through. And what follow through could be assumed based on you know, who's behind the curtain is not the kind of follow through that the people they seem to be targeting are looking for. Um, I also find it funny and I know, you know, we don't have someone on the right here tonight, but I do find it really funny that there are so many on the right who have an issue with this for total opposite reasons. They hate the, the message for the face value. And I kind of laughed. I was reading an article um, where one woman was talking about how, you know, it ignores his divinity and assumes he was just like us and blah, blah, blah. And I think back to like Sunday school, those very simple messages we were taught about who Jesus was and he understood temptation and he understood hurt and pain and he felt love and he felt hate from people and, you know, he had all these human emotions. And yes, while he's also divine, like I felt like in my youth, at least, there was a lot of emphasis put on he can relate to us. And so I connected with that. Again, you know, we talk about this childlike faith and things like that, that this really points to. And it, it just, ugh, it feels so baity to me. But I find, yeah, I find it so funny that on the opposite side, the more right-wing evangelicals 
hate it just as much as I do. <laughs> totally different reasons, but they hate it just as much as I do. And I'm like, okay, so millions of dollars went to this campaign. Like, do they have as much or more money going to practical, tangible, like, charity? Feeding the homeless? Housing the homeless? Like, I, this feels a little flashy to me. And I, I don't dig that. Um, I like the, the humanity and the humbleness of the small churches that, you know, all the ladies get together on Sunday afternoon and do a big potluck for people in the community who may not get to eat, right? Like, I like that level of, I, and when you talk about this big flashy, whether it's a marketing campaign or anything, it just, it takes away from the message to me. And I just don't, I don't love it. With that, we're going to take a brief break, and then I'm going to tell Lou why she's wrong when we get back. So, <laughs> so just hang on real quick, and we will be back in just a moment. Thanks so much for hanging tight, everybody, uh, through the break. I appreciate it. So um, now, obviously, this is a matter of preference. At this point, we don't have enough of anything concrete to tell you. Like I said, the right-wingers and left-wingers are both up in arms thinking this is going to go against them and blow up in their face, which goes to talk about how open-ended this actually is, right? Like, this could actually be uh, – maybe somebody's getting blown up, or maybe it is what it appears to be, you know? And and that I, I can't tell you. Now, as far as personal preference goes, I can't make you like Rocky Road ice cream. I can tell you why you should, but I can't make you. So obviously, if it's not your cup of tea, it's not your cup of tea. And ultimately, this is why a division of labor is a great thing. We all go and do what we're the best at. And ultimately, we all work together as one big functioning hive, you know. And then if, if this is something that I can get some use out of, um, especially with this kind of <laughs> brand of Christianity that I have come to embrace then it is something that I have certain. I mean, I've utilized, I've had conversations with and seen people coming back to Jesus because of this campaign. For me, is that worth the money? Yeah. I mean, there was a guy in the Bible who was like, couldn't that money have gone to go feed the poor, Mr. Jesus, instead of spending it what you're spending it on? Who was that person, Lou? Say that one more time. There's somebody in the Bible who was like, Jesus, you should have spent that money on the homeless. I know this one. You got this. I don't got this. I have said, look, I woke up right before this podcast. All right. You're good. I'm sorry to taking notes. (laughs) That man is Judas Iscariot. Now I bring that up because Jesus was like, Judas, man, there's going to be poor people all the time. I'm not saying we shouldn't help them, but it's okay to spend money on other stuff too. Get, Get a grip, get a grip, right? Mr. Goofball. Now, are you not? Now, that being said, I do think these two things are tied together. So I'm not trying to completely bash your point here, Lou, because I think Jesus made his missionary work healing, feeding, and clothing, right? You heal people's wounds, you feed them, you clothe them, and then you talk about some parables. We're told he didn't even mention scriptures while in there, and they choose to join you because you have healed them. So those are a couple of things. That being said, I do feel there's some healing going on with these ads. I have seen people say like, man, I didn't think I would ever see the day 
when a Christian mega advertisement go out there and talk about not hating gay people or not hating trans people, right? And actually display us in a compassionate light. Now, this obviously didn't go so far as to say it's okay to be trans or it's okay to be gay. It just says you should love them. And for many, yeah, I love the gays. I just don't want them to leave the house. I love the gays. That's why I want them to stop being gay. I love trans people. That's why I want them to start, stop being trans, right? Like this is obviously something Christians have been getting away with for a while. So while I understand that that is there, at the moment, we're not there yet. And I feel like putting them there right now is more judgment than I'm willing to put upon them. For me, this has been progress. Like I said, when you see somebody come to Christ because of this, it's hard for me to be like, not worth it though. I, I don't see any harm yet now is your point that the harm is yet to come i guess like is that is that coming up yeah i i kind of like you said on the surface it is great and it really like it gets those wheels turning but there's the problem i have like you said there's no follow through there's no open the door welcome come in this is what we're about right there's no next step so I feel like it's just a flashy facade. It's like, you know, when you walk down, oh, what it like at Universal Studios and they have like the Old West or whatever, and then you open the door and it's nothing, like there's nothing back there. <laughs> like that's kind of yeah. what it feels like to me. And so that's why I'm having a really hard time seeing the benefit. And don't get me wrong, like as someone who has been in marketing, I know the benefit of promoting right but promoting what <laughs> like there there's no substance there would it be wrong to say you're just promoting an accurate depiction of jesus would that be the worst no i don't hate that okay. um i just when you do look at where it comes from the people behind it have been spewing an opposite message for years and so some of the people behind it, keep yeah, in mind, yeah. I can donate to this. You can donate to this. True. True. Okay. All right. That's, and that's, I mean, is that true? Yeah. I mean, some of the people behind this suck. I think my problem is a lot of the left wing issue with this tends to be, you know, if you look up issues with the, he gets us, I'm going to tell you now the top 20 Google results are going to tell you about somebody who sucks donated money to it. Right. And my my pushback against this is it's like it's it's like donating money to a to a GoFundMe. It's not their money anymore. They gave it over. Now again, I don't know who the people are behind it. If they are secretly giving money to themselves, that'd be something else, wouldn't it? Right? Like I mean obviously that's unethical and you know the 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 signatory I think is where the servant foundation is like uses or whatever anyway yeah. they yeah that that site like you know they are responsible for making sure that kind of thing doesn't happen i don't know how good a job they do at it but i assume they at least do the job otherwise they'd be in a lot of hot water um you know but but when you give the money it's it's their money now and if anything feel if anybody feels duped maybe it should be mr green you know like my thought is that this is kind of I'd be down for that. 
And I, I be, <laughs> that's my hope. You know, I actually, I've thought back and forth on, you know, cause I'm a writer currently and I, I love my job. I mean, I write about video games. It's fantastic, but you know, to put my theological background to use, I've thought about writing for, he gets us if this is something that's going to keep going. They were announced as a hundred million dollar effort and they've raised somewhere between like three and $4 billion. And for perspective, the Super Bowl ads cost $20 million that they did. So when we talk about, <laughs> when Lou is talking about, or I guess Lou and I are both talking about only, you're only seeing like a toe has been dipped into this. I assume more is coming. More has already come, right? What started as a very small thing saying very little. They just got an agenda. It just dropped. Now, is that agenda fairly, hey, we're just trying to correct the mis misconceptions of Jesus? Yes. But again, that's progress from being no agenda to some agenda. What is step, if this is step two, what does step three look like? I, right. It could be bad. And I don't, I, and I do want to say this for, for, for all the bluster that I'm talking here. While I absolutely love these ads, is that if this is something that turns bad, well, that sucks. Right. But for now, what the message is, it, it's something that I can grasp onto. The issue is, is if somebody gets so hardcore into he gets us that all of a sudden if he gets us is like, now tell the trans people, you know, I know we talked about loving them, but lovingly tell them they don't exist or that their ideology needs to be eradic eradicated, then are you able to get off, right? Are you not right. go down with the ship? hypothetically right like is is there a, a way that you can do that to just kind of go like okay i'm gonna back out of this and i think that's kind of where i'm at because given the direction of the libertarian party like i'm a little gun shy right like yes. i feel duped into believing this group of people felt you know they wanted freedom for everyone and everything and then this new lnc came in and they're like hey we're a bunch of bigots and nazis <laughs> like i feel duped and i want nothing to do with it and i don't want that stain on me so i'm really gun shy um and i think part of what makes me gun shy with this particular group and this campaign is the lack of transparency right is the lack of you know it's these ads have been out for quite a while. Like I remember seeing the first one and being like, Oh, that's really cool. And that was like a couple years ago. I it was about that. exactly one year ago. One year it was, ago. Okay. It yeah. was, it was March, 2022 and we're here March, 2023. Okay. Yeah. God, 2022 went by so slow, <laughs> <laughs> but it, you know, and they're just now dropping an agenda. I understand the idea behind this sort of like guerrilla marketing because it does get people's attention and you sort of drop breadcrumbs and it keeps people engaged and wondering. But at the same time, like I'm looking at this going, I, I need way more transparency to feel comfortable with this. And I, you know, talking about, you know, a Christian group who I, one of the things that I remember hearing growing up in church all my life was a lie by omission is still a lie. And so it just feels dishonest. And I can't shake that feeling about it. I, I hope you're right. I hope to God that once, you know, 
they have dropped all their breadcrumbs and they finally open their door and say, ta-da, this is really what we're all about. I hope you're right. I really do. I don't think you are. <laughs> it's fair enough. I think for me, the the reason I do believe that I I am right, like, like, and I do want to reiterate, would I be the most shocked person on the planet if it ended up being something else? Maybe not, I guess. <laughs> like, I mean, I... These days, yeah. <laughs> right, money's all connected with something, right? Like, it's like, would I have been shocked if, like, you know, when the LP became what it was? Well, I left before then right because i was like oh i can see what this is right turning into that train barreling down right the track. <laughs> this is not a pleasant right this oh. is not a pleasant place for me to be and a lot of people be like well you just judged them incorrectly and you know we're a year away from that now and it appears we judge them very correctly like this is this is Nailed gone it. exactly as was uh was suspected <laughs> you know so like it, it looks exactly like i thought it would you know, now, as far as this goes, here is the issue. I, I guess the defense that I would have for this. If you just go to he gets us.com, right? Now, I'm, this is where I, I, you find out I'm a shill for, for all these guys. But, you know, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's all the information we have. And just scroll down and think to yourself in your head, is this promoting right-wing Jesus or left-wing Jesus? And, I mean, Jesus being homeless, so don't hate on the homeless. Jesus promoting women's rights, Jesus being a refugee and being an immigrant, Jesus recognizing and facing injustice, including racial injustice. And this is just the front page. Like I'm just scrolling down and talking about this. Jesus being sick of politics. I like that an awful lot, you know? And so like, that's like, to me, you are going to, if the goal is to, switch and to switch it up and throw in like a haha we're actually radical far right people right i wonder how that would help <laughs> like because you are as you mentioned lou and i've noted irritating a lot of the people that would be on your side i don't i think at this point you've done so much damage to your own reputation in an alt, in the alt-right circles that a switch to say surprise we're alt-right would be like, but how? Like, I, I think for me, I read this and I'm just like, but so what? You just don't believe what you said anymore? I, I don't think it would be such a drastic, like, unmasking, so to speak. Um, but... In my deconstruction, I've also spent a lot of time studying cults and sort of yeah. the bite model, if you're familiar with that, like how cults sort of bring you into their ideology and then tamp you down and mold you and then scare the shit out of you so you don't leave, right? Right. <laughs> and a lot of that, like, backing up to that, like what you were saying is I feel like it's not going to be that drastic of a bait and switch, but it's, it, I, I can definitely see it coming down the pipe that the old love the sinner and hate the sin and nothing bugs me more than that phrase because it is so misused and abused and mis like, Oh, yeah, Jesus, it's never been in the Bible. Okay, like that line, Jesus never said it. It's not in the Bible. It's not a thing. S right? Say the phrase again. Love the sinner, but hate the sin. Mm, okay. And it's such a trash statement because it is 
it's a it's a free ticket to be an asshole basically like it's very condescending and it's very you know oh i love you but you're broken mm. and it's just like right no <laughs> so that's that's my concern i don't think it's going to be this big unmasking of a boogeyman i don't think it's that i do think it's going to be a slow process and i'm like when you look back at you know how a lot of these more modern cults are started it's this it's these really great ideas on the surface oh my god that makes so much sense it's so simple it's all love it's all gravy man and then once you get into it and the message starts to slowly turn and it i just can't i don't know i'm very 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 cautious uh, it's appropriate to be cautious, of course, with everything. Uh, and, and like I'm saying, I don't want anybody who believes that my side is all in on these guys, like to throw caution to the wind. Cause obviously like, are there crumbs there? Yes. I find good reasons to dismiss them, but you know, stay vigilant. I mean, that's, that's true about everything. I mean, even if these people are, are inten intentions are great. They, their goal was to raise a hundred million and they raised somewhere between three and $4 billion, right? This, at this point, all of a sudden you bring in somebody else. I mean, how many times have you been part of an organization where you're just like, Oh, we got bought out. Oh, there's a new CEO, CEO in charge. Oh, things are a lot different now. They say the culture is same, but really the only thing that's the same is the logo, you know, and all of a right. sudden you bring in a couple of the wrong people because, and, and here's would be the thing that freaks me out the most because they have experience. I, I want whoever inexperienced person this is that is like, because they've raised so much money. I'm, I kid you not. You go to, he get, he gets us. They only ask that you like forgive somebody who has wronged you to get their gear. That is the payment. You can add their stuff to their cart. They pay for the stuff. They pay for the shipping. They send it to you. Like you can get free clothes there. And so like, it's a wild thing. I love this. This is something a very inexperienced person would do, right? All of a sudden you bring in somebody who's experienced, who's like, hey, listen, it's, I, I get where you, I love this. This is a great business practice. You brought them all in the door. Now that they're here, let me take care of it. Right. Like the, you're great at bringing people in, but I got you right from here. And this is something you always have to worry about. Right. Like, I mean, I, I've worked for several different restaurant chains and I have seen somebody with like great vision, great intentions get kicked off their own board or relegated to like a role, you know, like a mascot on their own board and just completely castrated what made the thing awesome in the restaurant you know just trimmed it all down and now all of a sudden it's it's soulless right right now there's a lot of soul could they eventually become so something soulless possibly and it's something you know if it's there or not or whatever i i never think anybody should be given carte blanche to think anything i mean i just i i've left churches i'm in the you know i am church less right now i am one of the 47 percent I guess that is, or no, wait, 47% do go to church. I'm one of the 53%. There we go. That don't go to church and absolutely believes the word. The funny thing in that study 
is it did mention that while believers are like a little bit down, it's down from like 80% to like 70 something percent. It's pretty, or no, the number of believers, I'm sorry, still above 80%. 70% was the number of people that still believe in a specific church's denomination, but don't attend that church because of whatever they may believe. Now, if those numbers sound a little high to you, and they are, that does also include Judaism and Islam as well. Uh, this, so, you know, in case this, this study that I'm citing, you're like, there can't be that many Christians, are there? This is, in, this is all churches, all of them, not just like Christian churches. Um, but like, it's amazing that we still have a good chunk of believers. They're just becoming unaffiliated with a centralized movement. So I think the more this stays decentralized, I think the better it is. I can understand that you may think a bait and switch is coming. And if it does, please take my advice and don't, <laughs> don't go down with the ship. They owe, nobody owes you anything. Loyalty is a great concept when it comes to like marriage and forgiving each other, but not really great when it comes to let me say whatever bad things I want to say and have my back. That's, that's not loyalty. So don't, don't, they, they are, make them be loyal to you and your message and your beliefs if you are going to be loyal to them. Um, Lou, anything you want to say on this one before we wrap it up? Um, I really do hope you're right. I, nothing would make me happier than to see a radical shift in Christian culture. Nothing would make me happier. Um, so as cautious as I am, I'm going to hope you're right. All right. Um, I think regardless of what's going on, everybody's going to, like like I said, everything's political. <laughs> there's there's yeah. no getting around that anymore. <laughs> but you can use this, right? Like I think at least for now, this is generating some important conversations among whoever your friends are. Um and it's exposing a lot of people for who they are. You know, I, I think, I think for me, I read one and it was just, the article was just so clear that nothing like, I, I remember it was like, just imagine thinking somebody who lived 2000 years ago is relevant, you know, like kind of thing. And I'm just like, well, you're, you're lost, right? Like at, at this point you have nothing valid to add to this conversation. You know, some of the most notable people in the world are historical figures, like just practically speaking, the yeah. idea of, I remember I was I was reading about Aesop, which is kind of an interesting thing recently. And um, people question if he was like real or not. I actually, after reading things, I do believe he was real. Like Aristotle like talks about him and stuff like that. But um, one of the things he said was like, we hang the petty thieves and we elect the, the, the successful thieves to office or something like that. And I was just like, man, this was sick. This was like 630 B.C. Right. And tell we still me haven't that, learned. Tell me we that still dude. Learned any better. <laughs> Aesop is as relevant as he has ever been. Right. Like ever been. So yeah. like I think for me, like you can keep your heads up. And when somebody starts dropping stuff like that, honestly, encourage them to get to a better place before like debating them on this conversation. A lot of times people love to stay on topic, but you can tell when somebody brings down a piece of baggage like that, it's like, well, there's at this point that is preventing you from having this conversation in a meaningful way. Unfortunately, that was like the number one or two article that I saw on Google when it was like searching for problems with the, he gets us ad. It's just somebody who's so rabidly anti-Jesus, anti-Christianity. None of that stuff can matter anymore. And I was just like, man, like you're not in a, place to have this conversation 
You're not even a place to be in a journal, an objective journalist about this, the situation. Like, I mean, I can write about atheism more objectively than you can write about Christianity uh, <laughs> by a lot. Right. So like, right. I don't know what's going on in your life, but you got to get that ironed out. Switching sides here. If your friend is over here and it's like, well, you know, you know, I can love the trans people without encouraging their trans. I love the gay people without letting them be gay or whatever. You're kind of missing the whole don't judge thing. I would strongly encourage doing what the father did in the parable of the the um, the prodigal son. Um, my mind, I'm so on the prodigal son right now. It's one of those that I, I didn't really understand the context of which it was brought up. But he was telling people like to be. I think that so much of the 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 focus is on the son who leaves, right? But the reason that that parable is brought up is Jesus is talking about how we reach people without being judgy. Cause people are like, well, if I don't judge sins, what am I going to do? And he's like, dude, sins catch up with you. If it's a sin, they're going to experience a fallout. The prodigal son, it's actually a natural event. He's actually doing well. And then a, a famine hits. And because he wasn't investing correctly, he's ends up eating out of pig troughs. Right? So the natural consequence of sin will happen. Let it happen. And then what does the prodigal son see? He sees people who know his father, servants. And he's like, maybe my father would let me come back as a servant, right? To me, this is so, so powerful because the father never has to leave home. He never has to tell his son, you're eating out of a pig trough, <laughs> idiot. You know, Christians, you do a lot of damage to yourself, even if you think it's a sin, even if for whatever reason, like you, you're convinced it's a sin. And, and if you are, please talk to me. Message me if you must. Uh, I believe I can change your mind on this matter. This is actually a fairly new modernist revisionist idea that that homosexuality is bad. But I I, I have. I would so love to do an entire episode just on that portion of scripture at some point, just for funsies. We, uh, I, I can see it being very valid, uh, and we probably should just because there's so much. I know we kind of made some plans earlier to talk about it. We had like a guest and everything, and things went. We couldn't get everything synced up and we went on a little bit of hiatus, but we can plan on this, Lou. I, I, you know me, I love these religious conversations. Like I'm, I am babbling forever because I can babble forever because I love this topic. Um, but anyway, not to get too off topic, but the point is, is even if you think it's a sin, standing over them and taunting them, I would rather eat out of a trough than return home to some jagoff who's making fun of me the whole time who's criticizing me and my decisions. Ha, ah, look where you end up. You're an idiot. You're stupid. You're whatever. What's the right way to do it? Have your stuff so in order and so taken care of that other people are going to see people who know you and say, why are you successful? And they're going to say, because I know that guy and point to you and they will come back to you. You don't have to go out to them. That's where judgment happens. They come back to you. Right. And this is the like, and I think for me, this is such, this is what I want people to take away from these ads, because if it does go bad, it doesn't matter. This is what we have right now is this positive message of saying immigrant, love them, would never hurt them, won't vote for anybody to do harm to any of them. Homosexuals, love them. They're my neighbors, would never vote for anybody to do any harm to any of them. If there is harm in the lifestyle that they live, let it be because a natural consequence, a, a famine or something. 
and not because of something that I have done to hurt them. In fact, the father with the prodigal son enables his behavior. He early sells half of the estate that belongs to the son to give it to them, knowing that the son, prodigal actually just means that you're a bad spender. <laughs> knowing that the kid is a bad spender, gives it to him, enables him, says, go out and find out. Because I know I'm going to recover my half estate the way I'm living my life. I know you'll be back. It's great here. I love it here. And I think you'll love it here too. If you have to make people hate where they are, you've kind of missed the point. People, if they are living an unrighteous, bad life, will end up hating where they are. And what your job to do is, is be the place that they come back to. Be the person where they say, that's what home is. That's what family is. That's what love is. And I think for me, that's what I want people to take out of these ads so much. Knock it off with judgment. Knock it off with politics. Get your stuff in order. Your job is to love people. And your job is to get your house in so pristine in order that you let people that are lost come find you. Um, that's what we got. Guys, if the he gets us ads end up being totally sucky, then I'm sorry that my awesome message ever once supported their crappy message. Um, but it's something like Lou said, keep it out on the, you know, keep an eye on this. We are just getting started. Like I said, we have seen $20 million of their 3.5, whatever billion dollar money thing. This is what we have so far. We've got a lot more to go. I just hope it gets more and more awesome. And if it sucks, then we'll all jump ship and Lou will get, and I told you so, and she will have earned it. And I will, <laughs> I will be fine with that. I've been wrong about plenty of stuff before. As you've seen, Brian and Lou on this show show have called the future several times, so it wouldn't be like that's the first time it's happened in my life. Um, but for now, I will be naively happy about this. Um, I feel good about where I'm at right now, but like I said, we'll take it day by day. Um, Lou, thank you so much for coming on. We will uh, we'll get something. We will get something scheduled for us. Oh, Lou, you have a lot of people people loving your your distance yes. hate hate the sin not oh, the sinner bless your heart yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> ron i quit my church when the pastor joined an expensive country club i then knew where my money was going <laughs> yeah yeah hey jackie says hate the sin not the sinners pray is pray for you energy uh which yes it, de it definitely has turned into that um <laughs> So if you're still using that term as a Christian, maybe just remember how that sounds, right? Just It's just something to think about. Lou's just throwing it out there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> again, everybody, thanks so much for swinging by. We'll see you on Tuesday to talk Russia and Ukraine, and Lou will plan some time to talk about the... We'll talk about uh, being, being a gay or a gender or sexual minority in the Bible. Oh, no. Because um, that's when I can... Uh, that's when I could even do like a whole series on there's there's a, there's some great verses. Yeah. There's a history bit there that I think is interesting to follow because I, I didn't actually know it was modern until somewhat recently. And I studied theology. So, I mean, that's a anyway, that's a whole bit. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. We will catch you all next time. Toodaloo.